this world at times is just one of those that stands up and gets your attention, slaps you in the face, kind of. And sometimes it's not such good stuff that you're seeing or experiencing. And then there's these people that absolutely are game changers. People that are, for whatever reason, reaching out to inspire people to give them notice. And their work then inspires not just that person, but others. And I found this fellow on social media probably two years ago, somewhere in there. First of all, he's got the biggest, greatest smile on the planet. I don't know if anybody that's ever, you know, there's like 9 billion people right now, there's about 170 billion that have lived ever. I don't know if everybody's got a smile like this guy. And what he does is he recognizes people for who they are. And he just lights up the world. And as a result, he lit up me. And I have been meaning for the longest time to reach out to Michael Ray and ask him to come on Mike Seminary and Friends. And by golly, today, here he is. Michael Ray has uh, this organization or this business or this operation or this mission, which is so cool, called Smile Project Louisville. Michael Ray, welcome to Mike Seminary and Friends. It's great to see you. How are you? <laughs> I am absolutely beautiful. Like like we started the conversation before we started recording. Um, you talked about your level of of happiness and kind of where you are, but but I am I am blessed and humbled and and grateful that uh, we have connected and I'm in your space with with your beautiful people. So thank you for wanting to spend some time with me. Well. Thank you, Michael. And this, this is all about Michael Ray today and what you're doing. And, and by the way, I see I see on your placeholder the smile guy. How that is just absolutely the perfect handle for Michael Ray. So let me let me ask you th this question first. It has nothing to do with Smile Project Louisville. When you wake up every morning. Before your feet hit the floor, what are you thinking about? <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot, a lot just simply. Um, I really try to not complicate things in life. And I guess I, I come from a place that brought me here to understand the simplicity of life. So when you ask me, I guess every day it, it varies, you know, like anybody else that may lay in bed when they wake up. And I, I, when I wake up, I don't just bounce right up. I sometimes take 10 minutes, some mornings, 20, 25 minutes. I, I have a sense of waking up probably as we get older. I don't need an alarm clock. I just have that rhythmic clock where I wake up, but I do find myself in, in bed and I I do different things. Some mornings I pray. Some mornings I read the news. I mean, in looking into things and just you know looking at what's ahead of me that day, and it usually follows by getting out and having to go to the bathroom. But um, <laughs> you know, looking forward to to living. Um, and for me, you know that that gratitude and happiness comes with living with and for people um that's that's where i i i find my joy and happiness in life is just with others i'm gonna ask you a couple questions about your journey uh, to tee up what led to launching this incredible yeah. effort of your smile project louisville i i know because from your website you mentioned you were in the mortgage industry which can be so brutal oh my gosh uh, well, you know, almost every industry can, but uh, that's a that's a tough industry. And I think you also have medical recruiting in your background, or maybe that's what you do now. I'm not sure. Walk walk me through that a little bit. Yeah. So actually, now both are are past tense. Um, I'm a very transparent, open, and real person. So I I did. I worked a long time in the mortgage industry and. 
you know, that is probably one of those words I used as well as far as being brutal. I had a lot of success at one point in time in the industry. Um, I laugh about it when I when I talk briefly about the mortgage industry, you know, and, and, and you'll understand and appreciate this too, Mike. You know, I started at a time in which before credit scores existed, you know, so I, I started in the early 90s. I kind of made my way up, found a bunch of success. Um, but also was in it at probably one of the most challenging and, as you said, brutal times that that the industry or this country ever faced um, with that. And that was through the housing crisis of, of 07 through 09. I was in the middle of it. Um, and when I say in the middle of it, um, you know, I'd worked for a company, I guess, about seven, eight years. And then I lost five jobs in the course of about 18 months through that. Um, did some things on the back side of the industry and, you know, as I kind of went through challenges and things in life, it really got the best of me and I, and I exited the industry. And I, I say, you know, when you, when you talk about medical recruiting or staffing too, that was something very recent. Um, and when I say very recent in past tense, also in that sense, um, I literally got, got let go. Um, from my position about 10 days ago. Um, I did some some medical staffing and recruiting for a company uh, for about a year. And it, um, it was probably one of the hardest, most challenging, most emotional, uh, emotionally draining um, work I, have, I had ever done. And as in anything, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to call it sales, which are only as good as the amount of doctors, you know, in that case that you're recruiting and placing. Um, and after a year, um, I, I was let go the day before I was going to go on a family vacation. And oh, I wow. think what, what hurt the most is I, I kind of poured my, my, my life and soul and personality into the work. Um, you can control I often say you can control two things in life, you know, pro professionally and personally, and that's your attitude and effort. And my effort never wavered, but but the emotional side of the work I was doing did impact my my attitude at times as far as making it, um, you know, challenging. And so, yeah, I was let go just recently. So so in both of those senses, it's past tense and. Um, you know, I, we're having this conversation today and I'm, I'm kind of unemployed again and, you know, trying to, to figure out, um, at 53, where, where do we go from here? Well, based on my observations, um, regarding how you present yourself, your personality, and this is through just me observing sure. and listening and having I'm going to say a sales back background as well people that aren't in that industry cringe when you talk about sales I mean, here's the reality about what we all do we're all selling one way or the other we're uh, even if we own the enterprise, we're all selling one way or Absolutely. another. Absolutely. Um, no, nothing happens until a sale is made. And that's just the, the way it is. And it takes a person with the type of personality where people are willing to communicate. And that's not that's not for everyone. That's, that's not an easy Absolutely. deal. And some people just have the gift of, uh, well, I want to know more about this person. And my sense is that's you. I, I don't think you'll be sitting around very long. Just because my sense is that this is a real talented guy with a lot of energy, smart, connects really well, has the ability to uh, just being present with someone to, to get them to share. That That's my observation. And again, that smile probably the runs the distance east to west of the whole state of Kentucky. That's just a great smile. 
Well, you're you're we're we're kind of similar other than our names and both just really handsome, smart, fun guys. Right. Get, to get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, come from fairly large families, you seven, me six. We had seven at one time. And that always makes for interesting growth in in a, a number of different ways. Being uh, one of seven, and you are the oldest, I'm the second oldest, mm-hmm. that, that kind of forces a person to be uh, many times in some kind of a leadership, take charge kind of uh, role or position. Have is that your is that you that's kind of how you've lived your life you a lot of energy and always on the go and building relationships and connecting does that describe you pretty well i think you pretty much nailed it you know it um it, it was a little unique to being the oldest of seven in which there's a wide range of ages um i I'm trying to think my, my two sisters and I are just a few years apart, but then my parents started deciding to spread everybody out. So my baby sister is 20 years younger than me. So I've got siblings that are 15, 17 and 20 years younger too. So, so yes, it does describe me. I'm, I'm very high energy. I, you know, I come from a family in which, you know, socializing and that social interaction aspect. And when you talk about selling, you know, we're always in some form or fashion selling personally and professionally, even in, you know, the home um, and trying to, to convince parents and siblings and and anything else. But 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 absolutely, I think, you know, again, not just that dynamic is unique because of the difference in in ages and in being 20 years older than my baby sister. And all of the, all of us came from the same parents. You know, so it's it's usually people go, wow, they I mean maybe it's a blend, it's not a blended family, and that's all good, but 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 yeah, and my father had worked for the government, um, worked 32 years for the FBI, and and you know, being the oldest, you know, seeing and understanding the value of you know hard work and integrity and um, you know, how you carry yourself, um and, and I guess helped form me as far as the ability to connect with people and in getting people to, again, we talked a little bit about sales, but you know, when, when people ask me what always made me successful, I simply just generally said two things. And that is if people can like you and trust you, you know, they generally want to find a way if they have a need to buy, to buy from you. And that's kind of how I was raised. You know, you build that trust, you get people to like you and then, you know, amazing relationships are formed Hmm. and that's personally and professionally what was there a specific event that took place that was the the genesis of smile project louisville but was there something that happened in your life I, i need to do this yeah you know so so for me there was a foundation and then, as you just said, a specific event, um, the foundation, you know, being the father of a um, a daughter with special needs, in this case, Down syndrome, doesn't make it crazy unique, you know, having Down syndrome. But what makes her a little bit more unique is she's nonverbal. So she's probably she can probably say five or six singular words. She's never put two words together. So when I say the foundation, you know having a daughter with Down syndrome and special needs and not being able to talk, I often tell people as a parent, we take for granted that our child is always going to say, I love you, mommy. I love you, daddy. I've never heard. I love you, dad, you know, from my daughter. So the foundation for me was the ability to learn and understand nonverbal communication and the affirmation of love through the simplicity of smiling you know, when I would say, I love you, Maddie, and she would light up and smile. That was, you know, to me, her response of saying, I love you, dad. So the foundation was formed there. But yet the event um, was, again, the simplicity of what most all of us have done in life. And that is drive through, you know, a fast food restaurant (laughs) and going through the drive through. 
and it was in which you know i left the office that morning and it's one of these things that you you know you never forget when these things occur to you in life and i was having an awful morning at work but i wanted to get out on a on a on a cold february you know late morning to go get chili at a wendy's for lunch and it was the interaction with a drive through worker um, that was so unique and uplifting mike that i felt compelled and for some reason, I needed to pull over after pulling away of getting my chili and park. You know, but but the event touched me enough that I wept in my car. I composed myself. And then I, I made the decision to get out, to walk back up to the drive through window to thank the worker in which she had no clue. And, and I often laugh about it now as I've told this story you know, so many times in which it, it, it is strange when someone walks up to the window, you know, because <laughs> it generally means something is wrong, you know, in that case. And that's exactly how it how it went with Chantrell. And she's like, you know, what's wrong, sir? And I'm like, no, no, it's not what's wrong. I wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank you for how you made me feel in this in that moment you know of course the reaction at that point is i didn't do anything and i'm like no you did and you have to understand and just know that i'm grateful and i don't know why either but i felt compelled to take a picture you know to remember the moment but you know as you do and those those moments touch your life over the course of the next couple of days i reflected on what took place and the meaning of the simplicity of going through the drive-through and how it changed really the trajectory of my day that I found myself a few days later in the gym taking another picture because it, it gave me joy. So I then started, you know, encountering random strangers and taking pictures. But so... You know, to answer your question, I mean, the foundation was a little girl that couldn't talk, but then I really felt the change in being called and understanding the meaning of, of maybe what I, what was ahead of me by going through a Wendy's drive-thru. You and Chantrell, Chantrell still communicate? So we don't. So what's interesting about that is um, when I got, I got about 18 to 20 months in, um, in taking pictures and I'd probably taken, you know, over the course of that time, well over a hundred pictures with strangers. And I was posting them to social media. I started doing random acts of kindness. And after I started doing some random acts of kindness for a couple of months, really was the first time in understanding the impact of everything that kind of had taken place. And this was the fall before COVID hit. And I, I, I had done probably maybe four or five, six random acts of kindness. I said, you know what? I have got to go back and find Chantrell and do something for her. So I literally then reached out to, to, to that Wendy's, spoke to the manager in an attempt and she was no longer with Wendy's as a lot of fast food workers. And, and they said that she had, or they had heard she had moved out of state mm. and they thought she moved to Tennessee. So, so no, um, I would tell you probably one of my pieces of unfinished business is that is, is at some point in my life connecting with her to help her understand, you know, again, I have that singular picture from that day. It's funny too, because back then I was, I was kind of like you as I was shaving. I have plenty of hair, but I had trimmed my hair down once a week, not bald, but close enough. But so when I go back and look at that picture, it was about a year before I decided to start to grow my hair out again. And, and uh, so, no, I, I have not reconnected with her um and and wanting to and that's you posted on your smile project louisville instagram 
if I'm not mistaken. So, right? so, I, so I, I did. And, you know, it kind of where things evolved was, you know, I was getting joy from, from these pictures and, and having these very short interactions with strangers. And I can remember that time in which I would, was like, I never knew the who, the where, the what, the when, the why. But I always just felt like I was in the right place at the right time, you know, on a Monday afternoon or a Saturday morning. You know, again, it didn't it didn't matter. I just I literally would tell people I felt it. It was almost like you're being guided a little bit by the Holy Spirit if you believe in faith and that you're you're where you need to be. And, you know, it's the tap on the shoulder from God going, you know, smile with that person. And, and I did. And, and some of that, you know, in sharing evolved to early on, it was just pictures. And then it was like, okay, this is, you know, I'm with Mike Seminary today. And then it went into, hey, I'm, I'm not only with Mike, but this is what makes Mike amazing. And again, after doing that for the better part of 18 months, I literally had an epiphany in which, you know, again, I, I often, you know, my story I say is, is, is driven by faith too in which for me it was you know god speaking to me going well do a random act of kindness you know so as it kind of evolved and that's what i i chose to do and then finding just random strangers in a in a singular moment so instead of taking that picture you know with mike it then came into doing a random act of kindness for Mike in just the anywheres, you know, of the city. And I believed in the power of, of videoing it so people could kind of feel it, you know, for me in, in that short moment that two strangers could find a way to, to smile and love each other again, to impact and influence others. And as I started doing that, and sharing that to social media. And when I say social media back then, I mean, I'm going back now, you know, to this is 2019, the fall of 2019. And it just started resonating with people locally. It was just Facebook. And of course, people started going, you know, how do you find these people? And I wasn't necessarily, um, you know, again, finding it was going, okay, you know what? I'm going to go here, there, and then just kind of allow it to, to happen, whether it took five minutes or two hours. Again, just feeling it. But, but then people started reaching out to me locally, sharing the stories of what others were going through and their challenges and saying, really, they just are in a place in life that they need to find a way to smile. And that's how it then kept evolving. And then as, as uh, you know, you and I and so many other beautiful people have met, I was prompted by a local guy I went to church with that had, had known for 10 plus years. He's like, man, you got to share this stuff to LinkedIn. And of course, as a lot of people, it was, you know, especially back then going, no, this is not LinkedIn kind of stuff. But but I took a leap of faith after him literally just kind of smacking me upside the head for the better part of two months. I shared stuff and it it then started obviously resonating well beyond Louisville, Kentucky, you know, at that point, because it's a platform, you know, where Facebook was mostly local, you know, then LinkedIn now is not only, you know, opening it up to the U.S., but people having the opportunity all over the world. Um, you know, to be impacted. Well, you work at, and it's so natural for you, at spreading love, joy, and kindness. And uh, one thing I have to say, Maddie, who smiles just like you, by the way, you know, she's in a lot of your posts. This relationship the two of you have is so unique, so special. It's just f f so much love. Thank you for doing it. And, and it's not just for what you do with Maddie, but with all of the things you're doing, the state of 
contention in our country, maybe the world, I don't know. Maybe that's a, the, the devil just winning temporarily. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, it's such a breath of fresh air, Michael, where I can go to social media and not see junk because there's plenty of it there. It's so refreshing where I can take part of my day and watch what Michael Ray is doing with or without Maddie and you're spreading love, joy, and kindness and making someone's life better at that moment. So as this, all of this evolved, when did you start asking directly the, the question, what makes Michael, what makes you amazing? Which is a great question, by the way. When did that start? So, you know, it started a little bit with, with pictures with, with people, but again, the difference is, and, and what I, you know, felt is, you know, again, I, I could be, I could have run into Mike seminary in a Starbucks, taken that still picture and asked you that question and then take that picture and share it and share what you shared with me but you don't feel it the same. Um, and I say that in which, you know, I could describe going to see a movie to you, but unless you live that moment and watch it and feel it firsthand, to me, um, it, it just feels different. So the evolution of that is, you know, even when I then, I kind of got away from it for a hot minute when I started doing videos and, and doing random acts of kindness and then I don't know when it was it might have been six eight months into doing that and I was I was just again like I was always asking that question so I felt the value in knowing and and understanding regardless of who you are sometimes you know mindset is so important and that even though the struggles and challenges in life can be where we feel like we can't overcome, we bring something so beautiful to the world. So I started just adding that back in as I was doing a random act of kindness for a stranger. I always wanted to hear. And when you ask a human being, and in this case, you know, 100% of the time, these are complete strangers. That question, it is the deer in headlights moment. It absolutely is because people are thrown for an absolute loop. But I'm convinced in what I have seen in asking that question now hundreds of times to strangers is that truly what comes to their mind first is really what they're grateful and what they love about themselves. And getting them to reflect on that for a moment and then sharing that with others, regardless again of your circumstances and where you are and how you perceive yourself, that we do have something amazing and beautiful to bring to this world to share with others. And when I get asked that singular question, I understand what it is for me is that I, I have a unique gift um, to make people feel comfortable and loved. Because again, I'm doing this with strangers and, and no one really has ever said, said no. So I have a gift of making people feel good. You know, and, and doing it in a case, as you said, we live with contention and everything else. So I have done this with a melting pot of humanity. You know, and when you talk about Maddie, you know, one of the lessons that I've learned from Maddie is, is that, and this is an awful analogy, but I've used it so many times. She's like a dog. A dog, for the most part, really only knows love. You know, and when you come in, the dog doesn't care if you've been gone 10 minutes, 
10 hours, 10 days, or 10 years. They have that, that infinite love for you. And, and that's what Maddie is. Maddie is infinite love. She doesn't see the world the way you and I see it at times because we're clouded with all of the garbage. So she sees it through a lens of no judgment. So if you have the ability to eliminate judgment, and as we know in this world, that's politics, religion, sex, you know, it's all of it. And you see someone for truly what they are is just a person of God. You then have the ability to have infinite love for that person. And, and that's one of those life lessons that my daughter, um, that I so appreciate and, and has allowed me and the things that I've done to be able to eliminate judgment, you know, from others. Hmm. The times, all the times you've done this, Michael, ha ha have there been times or a moment when you ask that question where it almost breaks someone? And the reason I ask the question that way is a lot of people aren't conditioned to thinking about um what makes them amazing that because it that's a big big question and i don't know how i'd answer it by the way <laughs> but give, given that any given moment someone's having a real tough time it, it is a hard they're in a hard place right at that moment have you asked that question for at, of someone at a time where it was really hard to answer oh absolutely you know again it's it's the element of surprise that's intentional because again i don't want to give people time in in most of these cases you know when i say most 99 percent of the time no one knows i'm coming i'm doing anything i just grab the phone i start shooting but yes um and let me just give you you know a couple but you know it's I've, I've been blessed that I've, I've kind of taken this work to in a handful of places across the country. And I won't forget when I was in Texas, I, I, I went through the entire state of Texas. Uh, Dallas um, drove down to Houston, Corpus, San Antonio, the whole works, the entire state. I did somewhere around 40 random acts of kindness in the state. And I did one in a liquor store. I'm a bourbon guy. I walked in late in the day with nothing on my mind other than to see what kind of Kentucky bourbon was in a Texas liquor store. <laughs> and my past crossed. I wasn't even buying anything. And as I was walking out, the clerk said something to me. And, as, and again, I go back when I said earlier, you know, I never know the who, the where, the what, the when, the why. I felt something then. So I immediately went to the car. I got, I got a gift card. I came back in. I started to do my thing with her. And when I asked her that question, she broke down crying mm. because earlier that day, she got into a car accident. And just the weight of that and the weight of the day and then having to work all day was on her mind and heart so much. It just took a stranger in that moment to understand everything was going to be okay. You know, or I, I went through another drive-through and end up doing, and, and, and sometimes I, I, I would ride around in my car with gift cards because again, I never knew where or who. And just the voice of the drive-through worker, I had Maddie with me and you know, when I, when I got up there and decided to do something for her and I asked her, you know, look, most fast food workers, I hate to stereotype, but can't stand working in the fast food industry, you know, and, and you're young. But yet I asked her that day that question. 
And her response was, I love my job. Mm. Mm. You know, again, because it's so spur of the moment. And I just think what comes out or, or, or sitting with a homeless person, you know, and asking them that question and here they fight every day to live and stay alive to some extent and, and responding going, I'm just grateful to be alive. I live for every day. And yet they have nowhere to put a roof over their head. Don't know where their next meal is coming from. But that's where they find that sense of, or or just last week when I was on a cruise and I did three or four things for the first time, I, I laughed about it going, I'm in international waters. I'm I'm in foreign countries, you know, and 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 just the simplicity of of natives of the Dominican Republic or or St. Thomas, you know, people who don't have our way of life and understanding and their responses, you know, were when I asked them what made them amazing, they went to the simplicity of where they found joy. And that was their family and their people. So there's, and I often say when someone gives me that deer in the headlights, there's no right or wrong answer. It's what you love about yourself that you offer the world and give to others. I had a pizza delivery guy one time. I decided to say, man, I love to race cars. We'll see. So again, it's okay. You know, so there's no right or wrong answer. It's what you love about what you bring to the world. You know, you have you never had someone, if I if I understood what you said earlier, you've never had someone say, no, I don't want to do this. They're, you. So I will tell you, I, I've done hundreds of these and, and I did have one singular moment. So there's one of probably now between pictures and videos, you know, Mike, I don't know what the number, four, five, six hundred, I've done so many, but there was one moment and it was it was literally the first Christmas I was doing random acts of kindness. So it was the Christmas of 2019. And I decided to go out and randomly bless people. And I was dressed up as an elf. And and I did try to do something for a woman, and she was highly standoffish. And, and started cursing me out. And, and honestly, <laughs> we, we 180, we got back in the car and I, and I looked at my fiance and I said, well, that didn't go well. <laughs> and we laughed about it. So, so literally one singular time to where somebody was incredibly standoffish and we, we didn't do anything, you know, and, and we, in the moment, we're still trying to decide whether we give her the gift card. And honestly, we didn't. And we, we felt like if you can treat people that way, you know, so, so we didn't, you know, and I don't know if I made the right or wrong decision, but, but again, it's only one time of, of the hundreds that I have done um, that, you know, someone said no. So what made, makes michael ray amazing well it's 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 i touched on it a little bit earlier and i think that's the um the ability to to connect with people um sometimes almost instantly and as i talked about earlier in losing my job the biggest challenge and disconnect for me in that role and i think my, my inability to find success was that I was doing phone work and not having enough social interaction. You know, so what you see in my experiences and what makes me amazing is that I'm in people's personal space. You know, and um, I recently was involved in a a dance competition for charity here locally. And it was um, um, called uh, Dancing with the Stars Louisville. And, and I was one of 11 people that was asked 
to basically learn a dance, get up in front of four or 500 people with, with a professional. It's like dancing with the stars, but the Louisville version. And we were raising money for a local uh, homeless food shelter. So, but the reason why I bring this up is, and when you ask that question, one of the dancers was doing some marketing and some promo and was being interviewed on TV and they were showing the dancers who were dancing. And when they got to my picture, he said, I don't know what it is about this guy, but his energy and being in his presence does something to you. Hmm. So I kind of tie that in with, I think that's, you know, when I get asked that question and what makes people um, 99.999% of the time is they just feel comfortable with me. They, they feel that I come from a place of love and caring. So it then gives them that opportunity to share that personal space. Because again, I'm up in their space. And when I say that, man, I'm putting my arms around them, you know, and, and doing things that, that they feel that. So, so what makes me amazing is I truly believe the gift and what I bring is I make people feel good. And it works because I have watched a, a lot. I, I've spent too much time probably trolling your Instagram page where I've watched you dance, by the way. And folks, <laughs> that's Smile Project Louisville on Instagram. And that's also the website.com, Smile Project Louisville. The dancing, Gene Gene, the dancing machine right here. He's right here with me right now. <laughs> but I've watched so many of the videos when you say I'm in their space, I mean, you are in their space. And Michael, I, I swear your your smile. They're just, not everyone smiles with their eyes first. You're, you're, as you're, before your mouth is opening, your eyes are smiling. And that, the people that have that gift, and it's a gift, have that gift have magic when it comes to connecting and i've again i've trolled enough of your of your videos on instagram to know that i'm really comfortable when i say that that's what makes you amazing yeah and you know what mike that's what made it hard when covid hit um, was i like being in people's personal space so trying to do things respectfully but there were moments you know in which and one that stands out, you know, we were doing something for a um, for a mother who needed a kidney transplant. And in the moment, you know, and again, in these moments, if, as you watch these things, they're not five, 10 minute videos. They're, they're really quick, you know, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, two minutes. And in these moments, though, sometimes, you know, people get emotional. And I did have things during COVID, you know, and and. and he broke down crying and your instincts are hug. And mm. I did. I'm like, no, I, 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 you know, you don't think about COVID. You think about you're in that moment, you're blessing someone, you're making them feel loved and smiling and feeling good. And they're weeping And the instincts were, were to hug. And of course, unfortunately at times when you would share that, it would, it would upset a few people, but that wasn't the point. The point was just still trying to bring love to, you know, to, to humanity and, um, and showing, you know, again, it, it, a lot of times too, it goes back to that Wendy's drive through. You never know what somebody's going through in a day or in their life as we intersect with people, whether it's kidney transplants and, and such, you know, people losing children, cancer, job. I mean, I've encountered so many different people. And in most cases, someone's going through something. You, you don't know what they're going through. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, based on how you're marketing yourself and what you're doing, again, you're spreading love, joy, kindness. It's, it's all about lo loving people. 
<laughs> That's what it, what it's all about. H have you been contacted by companies, corporations that say, hey, I'd like you to come in and do a Smile Project Facebook, Smile Project Teslas, right? Come into our company and help us find out what makes our people amazing so that they have them tell us that did someone approach you ask you that so yes and no and when i say yes or no what's interesting when i get asked that question is so before covid as i started sharing things in the fall of 2019 on linkedin um it resonated with a well-known home improvement company in Columbus, Ohio. And they were talking about bringing me in for several days and just being in kind of working with their employees. And then COVID hit. Hmm. So, of course, that radically changed everything at that point. That didn't happen. So when I say yes and no, the answer is yes, because there were discussions there. And no, because it hasn't happened since. Um, and those are the things, you know, when you put together. And, and you, you one of the very first things you said today on, on, on your podcast was you were trying to describe organization. You know, I, I kind of look at now and i used to say organization and then i got to a point i started laughing about it going well it's me it's my daughter who can't talk it's my fiance holding the phone taking the video and it's one of my daughters helping me create some branding stuff it's not a, really an organization but so i started to get to that point where i kind of felt like it was a movement that was resonating that would position me to do a handful of things to continue to move it forward. And that was, okay, first speak, you know, get in front of people with this energy and love. And now so many stories to inspire people. And the second was exactly what you described. And for me, my thought process wasn't just companies, corporations, businesses, but was also thinking going, you know what, this probably resonates in schools, you know, too. And I don't know what the age group was, but a lot of it for me was, you know, maybe more high school kids and, and not only speaking, but maybe doing hands-on things from a group perspective, you know, rather than talking about doing you know, and I guess that's why I often did video because I could post a picture with you telling you to go be kind. But but again, I, I guess it's almost like, you know, you can be looking to buy a new car and look online for months. It feels different if you go to the lot, get in the car, smell it and drive it. So by doing the video, it gave people the opportunity to feel it. So when I talk about corporations, companies, businesses, and schools, it wasn't just necessarily the speaking piece, but allowing them to take part and understand and feel the joy of, of giving. Mm. And when I say giving, that doesn't always mean buying someone's cup of coffee at Starbucks. Yes, that's great. But we give non-verbally, you know, more than we know. And, and just by our actions that we give that cost us nothing and how we treat people. And, and again, make them feel because what, one of the questions that I've got asked the most in doing these things was, well, what did Chantrell say to you? I have no idea, but I still remember how she made me feel. 
and that's what I'm trying to impress upon people, you know, again, about, about the giving and, and doing things and making people smile. You know, most of it is done just by how we live and act and treat others. You're on Instagram, Smile Project Louisville. Do I say Louisville correctly? So, so we say it, and it's funny you say that. So, so it's named after King Louis back in, uh, I think, 1792 is when the city was established. But it's not Louisville. Now, that's the way most people say it is Louisville. But we here locally say Louisville. 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 Huh. So, so you got your right. tutorial in Louisville. Thank you. Smile Project Louisville on Instagram. That's also your website. What's it on LinkedIn? Same thing? Smile Project? No, no, it's just my personal name. I, I never I never created anything separate. I just kept doing doing me and sharing it. And the, the so the other thing I kind of call it is platform. So the platform and movement that I have. So that platform on LinkedIn just started growing, growing, growing and people sharing and you know as a 53 year old man i'm astounded at times going how do they have this many views <laughs> you know <laughs> to the point where my daughter you know so my oldest daughter is 26 so this would have been two or three years ago in my early journey on linkedin she she made me for christmas one year a t-shirt on the front said linkedin influencer and then on the back it says already has 2000 views because I was blown away <laughs> that people wanted to watch this, you know? So I, I used to excitedly go, Oh my gosh, it already has a thousand views or 2000 views on that. But, but again, so on LinkedIn, it's just Michael Ray. Yeah. When people go to any, any of those three, either on Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn, what do you want them to do? So, so now, I mean, the, the call to action now, especially being unemployed and, and part of the direction I'm going is that, you know, so for the first three years or so, I really did this full time in trying to move it forward. And then, you know, when you're not bringing enough money home to support your, your, your family, I then took a job a year ago and I would tell you my passion was still there, but it kind of became a side hustle, a back burner. I still did the work, but not as much. And now that I've lost my job, I've kind of moved into that front burner. You know, again, so my call to action is, you know, a lot of what we do is, is people paying it forward. You know, so I'm looking for a multitude of things. You know, if people go to the website and they, and they see and watch things, it's done off of the generosity of others you know that's how i have the ability to pay it forward and do things so that's the first thing you know um just as or more important is hey what you said you know if you have the ability to um i i, I did get get asked this week to come up to speak to um a business in southern ohio you know this friday so hey put me in front of people to to continue to impact and influence if you're a company or a business that that wants to get involved, you know, I guess the thought process there is twofold because I do have thousands of people at times and and I'm careful using these things. You know, I've had in some cases millions of views on things that I've shared on LinkedIn. If you're a business and a business especially that it resonates outside of where you live. Well, LinkedIn is a beautiful platform for people to see your branding too. So if there's a way to help me help others by co-branding with your business. And, and I often said, it, when my daughter made me that t-shirt that said LinkedIn influencer, for what it's worth, I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't stand the term influencer because I always came back to, and I don't want to stereotype here, you know, that, that, 23 year old person that's trying to get you to buy a pair of jeans or a cup of coffee or buy this car. I, I wanted to influence 
and impact people based upon attitudes and behaviors in changing those things. So if that's something that people thought would align with a business to where you wanted to co-brand and, and get out there and allow me to keep blessing and making others smile, that's another path. Well, I have so thoroughly enjoyed listening to you, Michael, uh, today and always enjoy trolling your social media. I'm going to throw this out to as a almost a function of HR. Every company will tell you, every company that's worth their salt will tell you most valuable asset they have are the people, either their employees and or their customers. And that's that's a fact. And they're the ones that make all of this work. That that's what makes this country so great. But just Amen. like just like the young person that had the accident that you didn't know, you didn't know that she had an accident. She shared no, that with you. Every, everybody from time to time has something going on in their life that is heavy, and they still have to function. They still have to go about their day. When we can help people be their best by spreading love, joy, and kindness, when we can help people just by letting them smile, and it's because we were the reason they smiled, that can be a game changer for that person and clearly for your company. And every company has people every single day that has something going on. And it takes a guy like Michael Ray, the smile guy. It takes somebody like Michael Ray that has a, you know, life experiences that have led him where he is today and that has this gift to connect. That That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I think you ought to get a hold of Michael Ray. Go to his website. It's also as a cell. Unless you want to share that right here, Michael. If you want to share that, go ahead. Share, share my what? I'm sorry? Your cell. Number. Yeah, it, it's one of those things at times, too. It's funny because people send me direct messages and stuff and ask for it, in which I'm like, well, it's published everywhere. And then when people reach out and text me and I respond, they're like, you responded. And I'm like, well, isn't that what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> but but yes. So, so, so my cell number is 502-777-6400. Five zero two triple seven sixty four, and my email address is about as easy as you get because it's smileprojectlouisville at gmail.com. And yes, I do respond, and in most cases, I respond like almost immediately. <laughs> you know? We'll have all that on mikeseminary.com as well. Michael, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you inspire me. You make me smile. I, I love watching what you and Maddie are doing. You're changing people's lives. You're improving environment for, you know, one person at a time. And that that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. God has, God has blessed us with you, Michael Ray. Any final words before we wrap this up? Uh, two. So first, thank you. Because um, I often say this is a two-way street and it starts with you and wanting to spend time with me to learn more about my journey. So I have been blessed and I am grateful that you reached out. So that's the first thing. And what I will leave people with, and I, I touched on it briefly earlier, but they didn't, I didn't give you the quote. Because this is, to me, one of the most singular things I do. It's not my quote. It's Maya Angelou's. But... And, and some people may have heard it, but I'll let it resonate with you. And that is people will forget what you said. They will forget what you did, but they won't forget how you made them feel. And that's the thing, you know, the simplicity of a smile without saying a singular word is making someone feel loved in a moment. And that makes them feel good. So I would challenge anyone to go make someone feel loved. Amen. Thank you, Michael Ray. Appreciate you so much. God bless you. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. Take care.